Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for the Disney original documentary, Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hot dog. My name is Nate, and this is our review for the Disney original documentary, Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. Special thanks to our friends at Disney Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this film early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric, and what feels like all things Disney Disney Plus, <laughs> Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, joining me for this journey through time is my fellow Mouseketeer, Darcy, the Disney diehard Hudson. Yep, that's appropriate. As a man who has uh, several Disney tattoos and counting, I can clearly uh, easily state that I am a diehard Disney fan. Do you have the mouse on your body? Somewhere? Oh, yeah. I got Steamboat really? Willie on my thigh. I've dedicated my left thigh to anything uh, mouse related. So my next one is Sorcerer Mickey on the rock. So yeah, I am a huge fan. I also, my, my favorite Disney and first Disney tattoo was uh, a little drawing I did of Donald Duck as Angus Young, kind of me- oh, meshing my it. two loves of an, an ACDC and the angry duck that is Donald. So I've got and that on, on your on my thigh rib- as well. You just no, got it all over the side. My, my left rib cage. The left side of my okay. body is very much Disney related. So. We got to go swimming more often. I got to take a look <laughs> at these tattoos. Uh, for, for, you know, I think, um, for me, I've I've been a, a Mickey Mouse fan for a long time, um, but I don't know. For me, I kind of have always seen Mickey as more of a symbol of Disney World and Disneyland than an actual character. What, has that been your experience as well, or did you did you like you mentioned Steamboat Willie? So you've probably watched a lot of like the cartoons and the shorts and what have you. Oh yeah, my parents are are all both Disney fans as well. My dad loves Mickey. He's, he's probably my dad's favorite character is Mickey. And a guy who doesn't like pop culture, that's saying a lot that his favorite is Mickey. Kind of shows how widespread the love for Mickey is. And my mom, yeah. very much the same way. I I remember growing up watching. We had VHSs of all the the old Mickey shorts and stuff like that. So those are some of my earliest Disney memories are those original silly symphonies and some of the black and white cartoons. Cool, cool. Yeah, I um I think. it's only that I've gotten older that I started like the first thing that I watched on Disney plus was steamboat Willie. That was the Mm. literally when the service launched, I got to say, and I was like (laughs) steamboat Willie, there we go. Let's start right at the beginning. Um, I think now that I've, I've kind of grown up, I've, I've started to see and enjoy Mickey as more of a character. Um, I think, I don't know if, if, if Disney has done the greatest job of, um, keeping Mickey a character, uh, I think uh, there are a few things that you know places that they they have that I do want to shout out. I think video games uh, is where Mickey as a character, at least in mm-hmm. my age demographic, has really sort of mm-hmm. shined more than than in the cartoons. And uh, shout out to Castle of Illusion, uh, the remake on Xbox 360. It's originally a Sega Genesis game, came out in 2013. It is a hidden gem of a platformer and honestly it really holds up i'm playing it on the steam deck it's so much fun uh if you need a mickey fix outside of you know kingdom hearts for your Mm. for your gaming world Mm. um i think that might be the for me the best place to recommend uh getting getting more mickey in your gaming 
Yeah, it's that is a great game, and I mean, just talking about Mickey as a character, I feel like they're really starting to go back to that in the more recent years. I mean, the the recent series of shorts they did that ran from like 2013 to 2019 are they're hearkening back to the original days when Mickey was just a a kind of like a a miscreant trickster type, type getting into all sorts of trouble and stuff like that, and really building upon that you know original youthful exuberance of the, that Mickey was. He was good. He was bad. He was everything that a human can be and it was that's why he's so relatable so again if you haven't checked out those shorts i highly recommend giving it a look because the animation style is just straight up an homage to the original animation like of the like early mickey stuff and as well as other things like they they, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of red and stimpy vibes i get from it with the you know weird close-ups the way they've portrayed goofy as like that bum on the street type thing like it's it's a very (laughs) different you know, Mickey and friends that we've been used to as the mascots of a, of a park type thing. So yeah, the shorts are it, definitely it, worth checking out. They're, they're, they're actually, they have a little more actual character to mm-hmm. them instead mm-hmm. of just sort of being representations of things. I mm-hmm. think um, another game that I cannot wait for, Illusion Island, uh, is a 2D platformer. I cannot wait to we'll be doing some four-player running around in that game. We talked about it on our, our D23 Day mm-hmm. um, uh, episode. And, uh, dude... I, uh, I'm really stoked for, for that. But uh, listen, um, before my original animated character gets stolen from me, let me get to the synopsis <laughs> for this documentary. Uh, this is a documentary about one of the world's most beloved icons, Mickey Mouse. Mickey is recognized as a symbol of joy and childhood innocence in virtually every corner of the globe. Dreamed up at a low point in Walt Disney's burgeoning career, Mickey became an overnight sensation when he starred in the first sync sound animated short, Steamboat Willie. Uh, through the decades that followed, the character evolved into strikingly different versions of himself that reflect both his creator's remarkable career and dramatic societal shifts in the nation he came to represent. The film is directed by Jeff Malmberg uh, and will be streaming on Disney Plus on November 18th. Uh, so, Darcy, I, I want to kind of like dive into this. This is going to be a little bit different as far as like a review is concerned because it's mm-hmm. a documentary and you know I think I don't actually think we've quite reviewed a documentary I think outside of maybe like our Oscars um, episodes where we might have talked about documentaries before I don't really know if we do that too often on the podcast but as I said in, in the intro like we're all about the the Disney and so uh, we just had to had to kind of talk about this um, I think you know what this is this documentary was interesting for me I think It's interesting to see them showing not only just good uses of Mickey, but also the political uses, the the counterculture uses. Mm -hmm. And they don't they don't shy away from, you know, I think some of the the unfortunate, you know, terrible uses of Mickey, not only by the people outside of Disney, but by Disney themselves. Um, I was blown away to see some of the cartoons that that I didn't even know existed uh seeing Mickey in blackface um mm-hmm. really shocked me and I think this documentary while it is absolutely a celebration of Mickey I was really I wasn't happy to see that that stuff had happened but I was happy that they're not trying to just sweep it under the rug or or just not show that side of this beloved character and it's just it's just really interesting to sort of see the way that they recognize you know the world going beyond kind of 
what they want to set up as their perfect version mm-hmm. of their properties. And so, you know, seeing Mickey, you know, smoking a cigar, or shooting a gun, going to war was really interesting. Uh, and it was just one of those things that I think really shocked me about this this documentary. But the moment that I saw it, I was like, okay, we're, we're getting an actual honest mm-hmm. look, um, which is really refreshing from Disney. Not to say that they're not honest, but they just don't always show you um, their faults. Mm-hmm. Well, totally. I mean, we're almost approaching like 100 years of, of the mouse. So it only makes sense that we'd see the growth through the times because he is very much uh, a reflection of what is going on in the world at any mm-hmm. time in his, you know, little career, if we look at it that way. So I it, I really enjoyed the way that they, again, they, they took us through the history of Mickey while looking at the world through the lens of Mickey, which was a really unique way of doing it. And again, reflecting both the good and bad and how, like again, I said earlier, Mickey represents both the good and bad in all humans. And, and that how that has changed through times is just, was really eye-opening and, and, Really cool to see that they're not, again, like you said, not kind of sweeping it under the rug, saying it never happened. They're really saying like this was part of who Mickey was, but that's where the world was at the time. And, and this is how we, we move past that. Yeah. And I, I also think the, the documentary doesn't try to fix it or apologize no. necessarily. Yeah, they yeah. acknowledge it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the that's the that's the most they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know they're 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 better people uh, behind the scenes at, at Disney now, and 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 the world uh, has hopefully you know gotten past uh, a lot of that at least within our our you know with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I will say you know I thought it was really really lovely to sort of see who they focused on. I think this is definitely a documentary. Yes, about Mickey. It's absolutely just as much a documentary about Walt Disney as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, there's so many stories of Walt uh, told throughout this documentary. I also did really enjoy sort of the the book ending of the documentary focusing in on Eric Goldberg, who's a Mickey animator Mm -hmm. um, who worked on... um, what is it called? Mickey in a Minute, I think, yeah. is the name yeah. of the the short that, which is nice. You do get to see that short uh, at the end of the of the documentary, but to sort of get him uh, to see, you know, sort of his experience of animating Mickey. I love when he talks about like how people are like, oh, so you didn't get to animate on this project or this project or this project. He's like, yo, listen. I animate Mickey Mouse, so <laughs> you can calm down right now because I'm so happy. Also. He probably has the most Mickey Mouse shirts I've ever seen, ever. I, I hope I can grow up to be like him one day and just have every every dress shirt be covered in Mickey Mouse. It'd be fantastic. I really liked how they, they decided... He kind of was like the, the core narrator throughout this documentary because it was... His, he was almost doing a retrospection on Mickey as he was making this short. So it was really cool to get an animator's perspective of the growth of Mickey and how the world saw him and how we kept going back to him and talking about the next stage of Mickey's Mickey's path and everything like that. And I thought it was a really, really unique way of telling the story. And I, I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of the idea, right? It's like it's Mickey by this point is kind of his own figure, but at the same time, kind of in what you were sort of mentioning earlier, it's like the people who make Mickey mm-hmm. um, and, and the people behind those stories and the, the animation. Um, it's fantastic to see all the different sort of styles of animation of Mickey that I think not only the documentary, but that little one minute short does mm-hmm. really highlight um, and celebrate. Uh, I love hearing the origins of Mickey Mouse and sort of, 
you know, hearing that the the spark to animate might have been born under a tree, but Mickey Mouse was born out of uh, out of necessity, almost mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. out of loss. Um, and I think there's there's a, a, a because of the stories surrounding the creation of Mickey Mouse, instantly the character and the the, the symbol sort of was elevated for me by by hearing some of these stories um, and seeing Mickey now more as a, a a symbol of not just the Walt Disney Company, but a symbol of picking yourself up after losing everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Oz, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was taken from Walt Disney and Mickey is the result of that loss. And mm-hmm. so to sort of see that and to see the how they how they sort of portray that was was really, really well done. And I think it's it's just a really cool story that you can tell about uh, Walt Disney that I, I just I hadn't heard up until that point. I knew the whole Lucky the the or Oswald the Lucky Rabbit situation, but I just didn't really ever contextualize it the way that the doc, this documentary does. Mm. I mean, again, I'm I've done my research because I've loved the character so much, and, and I like I knew all about that Oswald story and everything like that. But this kind of told it in a new perspective, and in the way that they. They used some footage that I hadn't seen, him talking about certain things that that I hadn't seen in that context. And then the way they structured it really, again, sets up how much of a, a, a big moment creating Mickey was in the course of Walt Disney's life and his career and everything like that. It was... Again, this there's, this is a very eye-opening documentary in a lot of ways. And while I knew a lot of stuff, it was the way that it was told and portrayed that really, again, opened my eyes a lot more to the character. Yeah, and I think kind of, again, going... Back in time, I mean, getting to learn about the Great Depression and and people's experience with Mickey during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. during war, um, hearing about, you know, different places from around the world that are struggling, but, you know, kind of hold hope and hold that child innocence of Mickey Mouse, I think it was just really, really... Um, really lovely and I, I think it's 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 the documentary goes to some really sad places um some really dark places but then at the same time it just shows a, a very honest look at mickey mouse i i i really um i thought it was cool when they highlighted the fact that you know mickey was drawn by men back in the day but it was women who gave mickey mouse color um mm-hmm. and and they sort of I think back in the day it, that was seen as like, oh, they're tracing the drawings and coloring them in. Like it was so um, just misogynistic the way mm-hmm. that they portrayed mm-hmm. that their jobs, but they had probably like the most important job. Uh, and so to see them sort of go go in and sort of say, no, 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 like we need to celebrate this these group of of women um, was really really great as well. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's really cool how how this documentary goes through more than just the mouse and it's the company and how the company was changing and and evolving through the growth of this mouse and the widespread popularity. I mean, one thing that I think I didn't really know going into this is how quickly Mickey became a worldwide phenomenon. Like, I mean, I knew he was big for minute one in, in the States, but to see how much of an impact he had so early on across the world was incredible. Cause again, he's so relatable because of how human he is. Absolutely. Um, and I think kind of on that point, the different iterations of how the world sees Mickey and 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 the different, you know, sort of styles of Mickey. I also want to just shout out the terrifying Mickey Mouse masks that kids wore back in the, the early, you know, 30s and 40s were just 
there's a, a an image that like okay i get it it's supposed to represent the fact that like we're all mickey or whatever but there's an image of like all these kids in a movie theater in black and white with these mickey mouse masks on and i was like that's a little scary looking <laughs> uh, some of those early mascot heads too like that you, yeah. you see in some of the archival footage is just like whew they have they have come a long way since then and i understand why why kids may have been afraid uh, of those early masks cuz absolutely yeah, some haunting images especially in the black and white <laughs> it's yeah it's it's but again it's it just sort of gives you that context for like that's what it was yep. that's what they had mm-hmm. and 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 even that at the time was a symbol like who knows maybe Maybe 80 years from now, people look back at the Mickey Mouse mascot in Disney World and be like, that's terrifying, <laughs> or what have you. Um, it's nothing like our hologram Mickey that we have now. Um, <laughs> but um, but I think this documentary, if anything, um, really talks about perseverance, um, and I, I, I really enjoyed that. And it it made me want to get a Mickey tattoo. I was I was crazy. It was crazy to see that the original Disney Brothers studio is now a tattoo parlor. Are we are we going to go there, Darcy? Are we going to get tattoos there? Yes, 100%. I just have to decide what <laughs> Mickey tattoo I'm getting then because like I said, <laughs> I've got a lot of space left on my thigh and I got to got to dedicate moments to each part of his life because I've got Steamboat, I want Sorcerer, I want Brave Tail, like Brave Little Tailor. There's so many tattoo potentials and I definitely would love to go there. Just the the, the fact that that was the studio where they first started making these these films and stuff like that is is wild like really how cool. far how far have they come that it's a tattoo shop almost revered for being a disney like legend spot I, I don't know it's so cool it's so cool how far how times have changed and this documentary highlights it and you brought up sorcerer mickey uh we're recording this on november 13th uh it is the 82nd anniversary as mm-hmm. of right now of Fantasia uh, a movie that I know I absolutely adored when I was younger would watch and rewatch and rewatch over again uh, and then when Fantasia 2000 hit uh, oh. I remember that was one that I sort of I I used it as one of those movies I don't know if you did this as a kid but I used Fantasia 2000 as one of those movies that I would put on and then like fall asleep to like mm-hmm. it's just oh put on the movie and I, I'll fall asleep like that's how it worked Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, Fantasia, honestly, it was in the documentary, they call it, uh, um, they, they, you see Walt Disney saying it's an artistic success and a financial failure. And it's so unfortunate because it, honestly, it's such an underrated movie. Um, and it was one of those movies where I think they were trying to get back to Mickey being an actual character, like we're talking about, um, mm-hmm. instead of just kind of a, a very sort of symbol for for happiness i guess or just very straight edged mickey this was a mickey that got into a little bit of trouble and i Mm -hmm, i really mm -hmm. appreciated that about that movie oh yeah and again that was something surprising to me too seeing how popular the character of sorcerer mickey is now and how they have a whole stage show at their parks dedicated to that story and and so much it's it's crazy to think that when it came out people were just like Eh, no, not that good. It's not Mickey. It's it's too too artsy or whatever they were saying, and it's just it was, it's it's wild to think again about how, well, looking back and like looking at Mickey now, he's popular. He's so successful. He's wide like around the world. But there is his career has never been super stable. It's up and down. It was a roller coaster of whether people liked him or not and stuff like that. And again, that's stuff I didn't really think about before. And and this document really contextualizes how that how the career was never you know all smooth sailing it was very much hit and go for a lot of the time absolutely and i i also thought it was intriguing to see that donald and goofy came from mickey they came Mm -hmm. from 
you know, people basically sort of there were parents complaining that Mickey's punching things and Mickey's smoking cigars and, and shooting guns and 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 hitting people and, and getting mad mm-hmm. uh, and even feeling emotions at times was too much for some parents uh, to kind of put this in front of their kids. So that's where, you know, Donald came from. He could be unsavory. He could be the the one that was kind of the the, the angry one all the time. The short tempered one. Yeah, the short tempered one. And then Goofy is the silly one. Goofy is the one that can have buckets fall on his head, whereas Mickey has to be their leader, essentially. And- the clean cut one, yeah. It's crazy how those characters came from one place to become yeah. unique in their own time right now. Like I personally, I'm a Donald Duck over Mickey guy, if you're talking about okay. the whole gang. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I didn't, I knew Donald was used a lot in the propaganda, but I never really realized that was because they didn't want Mickey to be the one, you know, going to war across, across the sea and, you know, yeah. actually doing that, where Mickey was the one who was more promoting what you can do on the home front like the mm-hmm. even the division of the characters there I, I didn't know it's it's it was really again eye-opening in so many ways <laughs> absolutely and thank goodness for Lillian uh Lillian Disney to convince her husband to change it from Mortimer Mouse mm-hmm. to Mickey Mouse oh my gosh that would have I just don't know how I'd feel about us being like you know the Mortimer, the Mortimer Mouse, the story of a mouse or whatever. Um, it doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> it. Does not have the same ring to it. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to our final thoughts and uh, and rating on this uh, this this documentary, if you will, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five hidden Mickey's. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll kick the, us off here. Um, I mean, I I think everyone pretty knows where I'm going with my review. I I loved this, you know, journey through Mickey's history. And even after I finished, I went back and started watching, you know, shorts from each of these time periods with a, mm-hmm. through a new lens to really see how they were, he was reflecting what was going on in the world at that time. And again, the way that it, it, it brought to light so many things I hadn't really thought about, about the character and, and the company as a whole, I, I really enjoyed that. And again, again, how they didn't really shy away from the, the damage that Mickey has caused as well. It was, was really, really cool. And, and again, wasn't something I was expecting from a, a a promotion or celebration of the characters. So mm-hmm. I got to say five out of five hidden Mickey's for me from this one, because it, it, you learn so much more about the character and the, the people behind the characters through this documentary. And it, to me, I have so much more respect for what, what they did and how they got to where they are today. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the biggest thing is that we keep bringing up is like the recontextualization of the character mm-hmm. and, and what that, what that can be for you, uh, what that was for the world. Uh, and I think this documentary really does highlight that it, it gives you a, a new perspective on, on what Mickey is and, and, and where Mickey has come from. Um, and, uh, and I think it's just a really, it, it's a, it's a really great story, um, of, again, as we said, perseverance, uh, I think this documentary for me, um, it it doesn't quite get to the same highs as something that we've gotten from Disney Plus uh, with like the Imagineering story. Mm. Um, I think it it's it's it gets close to it. I think it's it's just as interesting as and as intriguing, but it never sort of it didn't give me sort of the emotional feelings that I felt during the Imagineering story and and for for even some of the other ones that they've done with it's like. The Day in the Life, I think, is the mm-hmm. name of the other documentary series where we get to see just different people like that guy that just drives the trains at Disneyland or mm-hmm. Disney World. And so cool. Um, so I, I didn't find that this quite got there for me, but I, I did really enjoy it. And again, I think if you're a fan of Disney, if you're a fan of Mickey Mouse, uh, and if you want to just sort of have a deeper understanding of, of 
the the history, the legacy of the character and, and where Mickey and Walt kind of came from. I, I love that this documentary focuses in on the, the farm that he grew up on as well, which is really cool. Um, definitely give this a watch. I, I think I'm, for me, I'm going to be a little bit lower, though. I'm going to give it a four out of five uh, hidden Mickeys. Um, before we wrap up, Darcy, I want to quickly ask, though, do you think we'll ever get another Mickey Mouse feature film? I mean, we've had a goofy feature film, right? We've had the goofy movie. Um, you know, we, we've, I don't know if we've seen Donald, uh, but Donald's gotten a lot of shows, a ton of shows, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than I think anything with, especially with, with DuckTales, um, it, more than anything with, with Mickey. Do you think we'll ever get to see Mickey as a, as a main lead character in a feature film that Disney puts out, whether it be in theaters or on Disney Plus? You know, it's it's really hard to say with where the character is right now. He is just coming back to his shorts, you know, game with the most recent one being the Get a Horse short, which I personally really loved. And mm-hmm. I, I want to see more shorts because to me that is where Mickey be- belongs is those short films before a big movie and stuff like that. And I think that'd be really cool to see if, if they maybe go back to that and have them, you know, distribute their shorts to be more of that, that opener for their other feature length films. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I, to me, that seems more plausible than, than a full length Mickey story. That being said, I would not be against it because again, I love the character and, and with the people who are telling these stories at Disney now, they love the character too. And, and I'm sure have a lot of great ideas that could be brought to the screen. I'd be really interested to see it. I think, I think uh, to your point, I, I, I don't know if it will happen just because, and they, they kind of talk about this in the documentary, but like the idea of preserving Mickey in a sense, mm-hmm. like, like he, he kind of like changes throughout the years and then he gets to a spot where the, the Walt Disney company's like, okay, we like this, lock it down. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. how Mickey is now. We're not going to change it. We're not going to bring in new voices to talk about, you know, to, 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 to give Mickey new stories. This is just Mickey. And so with those shorts, I think that's a very safe way to give new stories with Mickey to mm-hmm. kind of go back to that rambunctious side of Mickey that I'm really happy about. Cause again, it does sort of give him his own character instead of just being this sort of symbol. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would love, I would love if they did find a way and it would be a huge thing. Like it would be a really big deal for them to do a Mickey mouse movie. Um, I think it would be phenomenal. I just, I'd be interested to see how they do it. I'd be interested to see if how much he would talk throughout it, like to hear the voice over and over again. How would that work? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be really intriguing. And I think the fact that we're getting a Mario movie just sort of puts the ball in Disney's court to say, listen, Nintendo's got their their worldwide symbol in a movie. Uh, how about yourselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, what I think is really interesting is the fact that we have multiple Mickeys, you know, kind of existing right now with the shorts being more of that original style animation where the shorts are a bit too big and more more round bottom. And then we have the park Mickey and the more modern one with the, the peach colored face and the more rounded and soft bodied characteristics. So, I mean, you said that they're trying to preserve, but they're also trying to develop Mickey in more ways at the time. And I, I mean, I do feel like that, opens the door for a new movie Mickey that could be completely separate from these shorts and stuff like the that. The multiverse of Mickey's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, let's go, dude. <laughs> okay, now you've now you've got it. I think Disney, if you're listening, there you go. It's so easy. Just make a multiversal story about Mickey going kind of almost expanding what they do with the Mickey the one minute Mickey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Make that into a movie. That would be amazing. Just seeing him you know travel through his career, almost a, a, a fictionalized 
fictionalized but semi-fictionalized story um, of this. Maybe just take this documentary, adapt it into a, a story that Mickey can run through, I think would be crazy. It'd be really interesting to see if they could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this uh, this this discussion or review for um, Mickey, the story of a mouse. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this documentary or any of the movies or shows we cover, uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, oh, boy, and and just like <laughs> just send you on over to our own mouse, Katir Darcy, <laughs> to tell you how you can use your magic white gloves and reach us no it's, i don't know if that sounds <laughs> darcy tell them how they can reach us well they can always reach us at we are geekcentric at gmail.com that's we are geekcentric at gmail.com or if that's too steamboat willie and you're more sorcerer mickey you can uh, reach out to us on twitter at geekcentric yt or on instagram at we are geekcentric keep in mind we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest movies and shows out now like our recent spoiler free reviews for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Mythic Quest Season 3, Zootopia Plus, Blockbuster, Wendell and Wild, Tales of the Jedi, Clerks 3, and Black Adam. And we also, if you've seen Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, uh, we've got a really great spoiler-filled discussion uh, that you can listen to where we talk about sort of some of the things that we thought worked, some that didn't, but also where the MCU is going forward. What does that end credits thing mean uh you know okay <laughs> definitely go check that out we also have a ton of interviews uh speaking of disney we had a chance to sit down with the cast and crew of zootopia plus uh a really great short series that we gave a glowing review to um justin sat down with the directors and producer of that series and i got a chance to talk to the legends don lake and bonnie hunt uh who play Stu Hops and Bonnie Hops uh, in that series. So uh, you can tune into that here on Podcast Services or you can hop on over to YouTube. Uh, That's the last time I'll do that one. You can hop on over to YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this animated uh, historical (laughs) review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. (laughs) Laters.